The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Hey, Jaylen Nye. Andrew Gross. In the spirit of uplifting stories, I've saw this one this morning, but I'm going to caution our listeners right now. It's uplifting. It's great. It's a, a feel-good story. But I literally, I texted you this morning mm-hmm. to say, I just listened to the audio on this mm-hmm. and I'm choking back tears. And you'll understand why in a moment. Not because nothing bad happened. Nothing bad happened. But, uh, you know, you put yourself in that position or put yourself in the position of being, say, the parent of the person we're talking about. So here's the story. There's a pilot. She's a Mm 17-year-old girl, and she's learning how to be a pilot, basically. She was taking her student pilot, taking her first solo flight, and she was leaving the Beverly Regional Airport in Massachusetts on Sunday afternoon. So this would be the first time flying alone. She's nervous, I'm sure. She's taken all of her courses, and she's passed them to the point where she can do this flight. But shortly after takeoff, she realizes that she's lost one of her wheels. She gets a message. Two four nine six X ray tower. Yeah. Okay, Warrior two four nine six X ray. The uh, Waco just said that your right main is now missing from the airplane. It is it's fallen off the airplane. Say your intentions. Can I circle back to land? Warrior 906 X-ray affirmative. Um, are you a solo, ma'am? I'm a pseudo pilot solo, yeah. Okay, just it's, it'll be okay. Just um, go ahead and uh, circle the airport for now. Make a right turn to circle. We're going to get some people out to help you, okay? Okay. So pattern altitude, 1,100, and you can make a right turn out, okay? Okay. How you doing? I'm okay. Okay, you're doing a great job flying the airplane. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. They're uh, going to stage the equipment uh, just in case anything is needed there, but we're just going to wait. We're going to take our time here. we got plenty of time. you got plenty of fuel. we got plenty of daylight. So um, just try to relax, and you always heard me say go back to basics. So we're going to work the basics here as much as possible, okay? All right. Uh, I did get in touch with your father. I let him know what's going on, and he's on his way over to Flight Center now. Okay. So you hear that rise, that the emotion in her voice, and it sounds a little bit more when her instructor yeah. uh, came back around, just yeah, a little bit more confidence there. But, oh my gosh, can you even imagine your first flight alone and the plane wheel falls off? And and here's <sighs> here's what I read into that audio that we just listened mm. to, and this is what kind of choked me up when I listened to it the first time, it kind of choked me up when I listened to it the second time. If you listen to the first part of that communication between the air traffic controller and this young pilot, the air traffic controller sounds like an air traffic controller. Mm -hmm. The moment she says, she identifies herself as a 17-year-old student pilot, pilot, that air traffic controller became a mom. Mm. And uh, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm reading too much into it. Her tone changes, her confidence and reassurance changes you're doing just fine yeah it it, you know it she just shifted gears well and the thing is that that pilot sounded much younger than 17 she sounded more like eight (laughs) exactly (laughs) to be honest and you you. can hear the fear in her voice and you can imagine what must be going through her mind at that moment in time she's up in the sky alone with a disabled aircraft on her first ever solo flight now the good news is 
landed safely. And now there was extensive damage to the plane, but the pilot herself, the student pilot, walked away without a scratch. So she brought it back in again with the help of uh, her instructor, and that's who you heard in the second part of that audio. The male saying, voice, yeah. Yeah, saying, listen, we've gone over this. We're going to go back to basics. They talked her down. She made the landing. She did, uh, the plane did skid off the runway and into some uh, brush. So there was extensive damage to the plane, but she was not harmed in any way whatsoever. Plane shmane at that point. <laughs> it's just such a great story. And, you know, I've often thought about situations that you might find yourself in, right, on an aircraft and the pilot is disabled or, you know, that kind of thing. But to, but under these circumstances, and I'm, I don't imagine she has any life, expe- or any life experience mm-hmm. to this point which would prepare her for that other than the training that she received from her instructor. Well, right? and that's why he says, let's go back to basics. Let's yep. go back to what we've taught you, all that sort of stuff. This text just came in, says, scary stuff, you guys. I had an engine out on my first solo. Oh, yikes. But there's, know, a, there's a there's a TV commercial, and I know, it, it was a couple of months ago, and it was uh, a young girl in her car at the side of the road, and her dad is there talking her through it yes, all. Yes. But she knows that he's not there, but she's talking it through yeah. it all. It's kind of you remember what I taught you, yes, and just, don't open the door. I'm and, right here with you. Yeah. All of that. It's uh, it's the truth. It is. And we were talking earlier about you know an auction where people were donating things back, and we were talking about the good in people, right? And that when people given the opportunity, will step up. And to be honest with you, and again, maybe it's just me and maybe it's because I'm dad and uh, I'm a dad and I have two daughters myself. The tone of that, that air traffic controller turns into this warm, reassuring voice. It, it, I would like to think that that would happen no matter the situation, you know, no matter mom or not. She knew it was like she knew how to talk to a 17 year old girl at that moment in time. It was like, I lost my purse. It's going to be okay. We'll find your purse. Where did you last see it? It was like that sort of firm but reassuring we'll take care of it I'm, I'm shocked in fact she didn't call her sweetie or something like that because <laughs> but it, it, that's the part that choked me up like I'm really happy for the for the pilot that she was able to land the plane I'm happy that you know that there's there was people on the ground to help her but I'm and it's funny because I'm just most moved by the air traffic you controller. texted me and said oh my gosh it's just made me tear up and I couldn't even remember which Why? story no which oh. story it was that I sent you like what what is making you cry this morning I just pictured I guess for me it's like this it's like that time like and i won't tell the whole story again but it's like that time maddie was in england and she was stranded and the cab driver said he helped her and just said i'm a dad too don't worry dad i got your back right and it's it's that kind of thing where whoever that air traffic controller was in that instant she was the only voice that that solo pilot was going to hear Mm -hmm. so she could either hear her say well or she could hear her say okay it's going to be okay. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that yeah. reassuring voice right away, yeah. right? Well, that's uh, training, I think, on her part as well. Absolutely. And saying that, you know, we've contacted your dad. He's on his way. Like, wouldn't you want to know that as well as, as a 17-year-old that, okay, mom or dad is on their way too? Like, I, uh, I thought about that. I thought part of me would be like, I'm not sure I'd want my dad to be. Oh, I would. Yeah, well, my kill, my children don't like you're me watching them parallel the park. You're never driving the vehicle again. <laughs> yeah, really. Is, um, <laughs> did I just say hello to everybody? You did. <laughs> and at the end of the show, we'll say bye-bye. Bye-bye.
I, okay, with this wrong mouse here. It is um, 3.50 and Mario, I think, has a feel-good story. Hi, Mario. Hi, Jalen. Hi, and Andrew. Hello. Hello. When, when Andrew uh, said uh, that the uh, uh, air controller became a mommy, yeah. I remember uh, 20, 20 some years ago, I was teaching to a reputable school in the city, in Edmonton, mm -hmm. the most, I would say. And um, this lady, I was teaching her first time. She never drove before. And um, I can't remember her name anymore. But um, uh, I could see she had prob problems at home and everything, right? Mm -hmm. And... Uh, the day she went for the road test, she passed the road test the first time, mm -hmm. and her tears were coming down <laughs> her face. Nice. And she hugged me. She says, you're not a driver instructor. You're a mentor. Oh, that's nice. Yes. Beautiful story. And that, that's that's my story. I appreciate it, Mario. Oh, that's a great Nicely story, done. Mario. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I that whole day, then the whole driving business. <laughs> yeah. I failed my first driving test. <laughs> yeah. Got an argument with the driving guy, but whatever. What? I failed my first test. I find that hard to believe. I went through a late yellow, but I went through a late yellow. <laughs> so it was the yellow's fault. Well, I went through the stale yellow because... Um, he yelled at me to go, but I'm like, I can't see. There was a bus there. I'm like, I can't see around the bus. He goes, just go. And I'm like, fine. This was your tester? Yeah. Oh. I'm like, fine. If, if we get hit, it's on your side. <laughs> well, I failed. I failed my first test. That's surprising. And uh, did much better on, on the second one. But when it was done, it was like, yes, it's mm -hmm. that whole. And my driving instructor uh, for for both of them, he was he was great, but I ended up going back to Sault Ste. Marie and did my test back home. I don't know why. I don't have a car, probably. Yeah, smaller town. It was Thunder Bay. Oh, yeah, I mean, Thunder right. Bay, Sault yeah, Ste. Marie, really, yeah, it's kind yeah. of pretty much the same. But I lucked out because the, um, the tester in Sault Ste. Marie was all rattled because the people before her, she gets in the car, or he gets in the car, and next thing you know, she turns around halfway through, and there was this big snake, like a, like a boa constrictor a python or some big crazy snake in the back seat under the blankets oh, really? coming up over the thing oh my goodness She's, okay take me back <laughs> so you know listen well with we got a little bit of time left here and we've been talking about people doing nice things and becoming a parent uh, you know in certain circumstance and we've talked about today and other days about how the smallest of gestures can have the mm -hmm. biggest of impacts so let me just tell you this real quick um because i'm 60 <laughs> or will be soon but when I was nine, so this is a memory of mm -hmm. uh, 51 years, and talking about impact of somebody doing something, I always went to school and I always came home for lunch. And I walked both ways, uphill. But and this is in Very Toronto. <laughs> yeah, My mom and dad both had to be out of the house one day and they wanted me to go to a restaurant uh, like a, not a real fancy restaurant, just a you know diner like kind diner. of thing. Yeah, that was near the school, and they gave me five dollars <laughs> to buy my lunch. And my mom the night before drove me to the school, and then drove me to the diner and said, so "You know what you're doing, right? Like you're going from the school to the diner, buy the lunch, eat it, walk back to school." And I was like, "No problem," and I was so excited. I'd never bought my own meal before. 
So school gets out for lunch, and I go to the diner. And I order the hamburger and the Coke that I was, you know, that would be four fifty, and give the guy five, and that was it. I then realize that I've lost the five. I, I can't find it. I'm checking every pocket. I can't find it. So I panic because I'm, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I, I tell the guy from the diner, this Italian guy, um, I, I lost my $5. I'm so sorry. Like, you know, I, I, and I don't know what to do. This is before cell phones and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how to get hold of a parent or anything like that. And he's like, it's fine. It's fine. Like, don't worry about it. And, and I, I'm, I'm crying. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, I, I don't know what to do. And he's like, just, I'll still make you the meal. I hadn't got it. He's like, I'll still make you the meal. It's fine, right? And I'm like, no, no, no. So I, I just forget about it. Sorry. And I left. And this guy comes out after me, not the the guy from the diner, but just a businessman. He was like mm-hmm. in a suit and tie, right? And he was like, hang on. And I thought, oh, my God. In my little mind, I'm I was like, trouble. yeah, this is the lawyer or it's a local <laughs> detective or like, I don't know what's going to happen to me. I was scared. And and he said, uh, have you eaten? And I said, no, but it's fine. And he goes, come back in and I'll buy you lunch. And I was like, no, no. And he was like, I've already paid for it. Mm-hmm. Come back in. So he ordered me a steak instead. He ordered me a nice meal, which, mm-hmm. um, and he paid the money, right? And I left, and I was walking back to school when I remembered where the $5 was. It was in my chest pocket. <laughs> I had put it there. So I took the $5 out and went back to the diner to give even though he'd been paid for the lunch, yeah. here's the $5 I'm supposed to give you. And he was like, no, I've been paid. Um, you know, I appreciate your honesty, that kind of thing, but I've been paid. And I was like, okay. And there was a bowl on the counter that was a local charity. I don't know what yeah. it was. So I put the five in the bowl. In there. Yep. And I've remembered all of that for 51, 51 years. years. You know, just a whole bunch of acts of generosity all at the same moment, right? I can picture the guy in the suit like I saw him yesterday. I can picture that mm. that Italian guy with his spatula in one hand. He was wearing a, uh, you know, that whatever they call those things, you know, the, you know, whatever. Apron? Apron, yeah, with all kinds of stains. I remember all of it. And it didn't change anybody's life that day, but it's a memory I've never well, forgotten. it didn't change. It sounds like it changed yours because it had an impact on... It did. Yeah, like, I just, yeah, so, yeah, I did. Just the, again, just the generosity of strangers. It's a, it's a little seed that's planted that reminds you. And probably right. at nine years of age, you really maybe had not seen that very much or knew anything about it. I hadn't. And it's, you know, nobody cured cancer. Mm-hmm. Nobody's life got saved. Mm-hmm. Nobody, but 41 years later, I no. can remember it like it happened yesterday. 51. 51. So, wow, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to slide that in a little bit. <laughs> uh, as always, <laughs> you're like a forensic accountant when it comes to who my me? age. Oh, who me? Yeah. <laughs> you know better than that, me and numbers. Uh, yeah, well, that's true. I'm surprised you corrected me, honestly. Uh, yeah, sometimes it's surprising I caught it. All right. Uh, four o'clock. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Four o'clock news is coming up on the other side. Brian Hall checks in with a look at sports. We'll take a look at those market numbers and in 27 minutes look at you doing math sort of we'll have your word of the day whatever in uh, roughly 27 and a half minutes we'll have your word of the day stick around the 630 chad afternoon news with jaylen nye and andrew gross weekdays at two on 630 chad